Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello everyone, this is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I have the privilege of having Javier Lorena here, but I'm disappointed that the brains of the outfit isn't here. Christina is missing. Yes. Javier, how are you? Welcome to the program. I'm, I'm doing great. Happy to be here with you. And Christina's your wife? Christina's my wife. My, my other half. The better half. Better and half. you guys have written a book together, and that's when I wanted to take a deep dive, because love is such a critical part of being human and being successful. Without that, mm-hmm. what's the point? And you've got this brilliant book called Boundless Love, Healing Your Marriage Before It Begins. And uh, the reason I love the title is uh, you were thinking about people you know, getting ready to be married. They've got their partner picked, they're engaged, but it turns out that's not the audience that's embraced the book. Who's embraced the book? So we we were surprised who embraced the book is the people that are planning that ideal. I want to find someone. Yes. Single yes. people. Single people. So it just goes to show you is like when you create something, mm-hmm. sometimes we have an idea of uh, what we want to create and we're purposeful for it. And the universe sometimes has a different idea saying, hey. That's right. We find it more useful. Exactly. Yes. So uh, by any chance, offhand, do you know what the divorce rate is in the U.S. right now? So right now, we, Christina and I did some digging, and we're talking about 68%. Which is not... First-time marriage. Yeah, which is not surprising. Not surprising. Let's begin with, why is it that we we find uh, this amazing person, Mm -hmm. and we have the best of intentions? What causes it to go sideways? Uh, Well, we we did a lot of research, and I think on the book that uh, we published, the... It's a testimony of our relationship. Yes. Because Christina and I, and, and I don't want to give a lot of the uh, juicy stuff away, uh, but in our book, talk, we talk about a breaking point in our relationship that we are, Christina was going to file for divorce. divorce. There was, there was a, a, a restraint order coming my wow. way. Uh, and, and I think we, we reflected and we were reflecting on things that did not work out during that time. What what happened? What how, how did we get here? Exactly. So that's what the book is all about. We we kind of made an inventory of things that really affected that breaking point. I noticed you got a cross on the front of the book. Yes. Uh, and this sounds like a come to Jesus moment, where it's yes. like either it's going to split. Yes. Uh, and it could split in a way that is uh, civilized, or it could split in a very bad way. Yes. But being confronted with that got you guys to confront your own shit, right? That's right. It, and, and also, I think uh, uh, a point that we want to make is, I mean, there are some relationships. I mean, we don't we don't sponsor a divorce, but there are some relationships that perhaps are should not, end. Yeah, meant to be. But at the same time, how do you how do you let go in a healthy way? So that way, when you start a brand new relationship. That you don't bring the baggage from the old stuff. You don't bring the baggage from the old. So let's back up a bit. We're not going to back up right to the beginning, but let's back up to in an in a earlier age, 
courtship was a very well-defined ritual. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about courtship now. What does it look like on an average kind of relationship? Yeah, so I, I think courtship right now is about the uh, the swipe, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, I have this mobile app, and I'm going to, if I like what I see, I'm going to choose you. And that's it, right? We, we, I think we are engaging in a very superficial way. Mm-hmm. It's like shopping in Amazon. You know, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that some of those products are not what they're describing in the yes. product description. So I think the same way. So we're leading into that. I don't, I don't, I don't think couples now are engaging in meaningful conversations. So how would someone uh, do that? Like, where do they meet, and how do they uh, set expectations that this might be worth? doing properly I, I think what we're trying to teach is uh, I, obviously we are digging into the Bible here mm-hmm. and one of the things that I tap into is how men are looking at women and right so we like we look we're taking the Bible perspective and say okay how Jesus look at women right and and teaching that and and, and, and just for the describe. people listening to this, uh, so either you are faithful or not, but it doesn't make the question is is That's this right. useful information? That's right. So you don't have to be a believer, mm. and if it's not useful, put down the book and get rid of it. And if it is useful, yes. you're not changing faith. That's right. And so wherever you can find wisdom, find it. That's right. So we we are we're. I mean. If you don't you don't believe in Christ, that's fine. But if you believe in a higher power, you can kind of set that up, right? Because we believe that a higher power doesn't discriminate, right? And uh, if you happen to be Christian, Jesus did not discriminate either. That, so I'm right. not religious, so, so everyone knows. But I'm a firm believer in uh, there's wisdom everywhere. That's right. And if you go, well, I'm not listening to this because of X, Y, Z. That's right. Because you're a Martian, then you know, hey. <laughs> That's right. So, so we we don't discriminate. But I, I think the main goal for us is to, to people to heal themselves to kind of look inward. Right mm-hmm. and and see okay what are the things that we need to take care of so we so are, give me an example of that how would someone look inwards because it's the hardest thing to do right because it's really easy to see the mistakes in other people that's right but super hard to see it in ourselves yes and and that's what the book uh, I, I I talk about and I think I'm gonna talk about myself since my my other half is not here so I cannot um, I cannot talk about her stories but I talk about uh, my angry management issue that I have your anger right? management yes. yes. So throughout my life, I thought it was that was great. It was the best. It was it was a mechanism to defend myself. Yes, and it and, was, and it was, it was great until you get together with somebody who loves you and somebody you love them, and you feel so united together. And then what happened? That person pissed you off. Yeah. So here's the paradox: is that uh, you and I know each other. Uh, we've known each other for a while, but haven't seen each other for a really long mm-hmm. time. But you have a level of civility towards me. That you would not have towards a loved one, because right. which is a paradox, because we love that person and yeah. we let our guard down, and then the who we actually are comes out. Whereas we'd never do that to a stranger. Yes. How did you get a handle on uh, anger management? And- so I, I think I, I got a wake up call because uh, uh, an incident happened where Christina needed to she needed to call the police to be yeah. safe, and that was a wake up call when I realized that. Okay, this is getting out of hand. This is getting out of hand, and that's when I, I started looking inward. Okay, what is causing this anger? Mm-hmm. Where is it coming from? And then you start making the steps backwards. So uh, I'll commend you on being transparent, mm-hmm. and because that's hard to do, also because in this culture we're shown 
we're expected to be our best selves and show that, not the real selves. Yeah. If there was a new couple coming to you and they said, okay, we want to do this courtship thing right, what are three things you'd give them uh, advice on? This is how you court. Sure. So, so one of the things that we talk about is communication is one of them, mm-hmm. right? Um, also, what are your values as an individual? Most people do not know them. They don't know them. And, and also, you have values, but are you leaving your values? And the only way to figure that out is if you know the criteria for your values, which most people don't. If they do know the values, yeah. it's just like, you know, uh, communications is really important to me. And it's like, well, okay, how would you know yeah. that's happening? Then it's like, huh? Exactly, exactly. And then that, the, I think the most, the ingredient piece is your vision for your relationship. What are you looking for? What, what, what do you see doing together and how you see yourself with this person right? and how do you share it with the other person and be open to that's hearing right. how they see it that's right that's right and and i think those are our key components to have a healthy courtship i think a lot of couples are playing uh, a dance game right where well, i'm dancing with you you're dancing with me but we're not putting the cards on the table because you know i think just in life generally we have three faces we've got this face that we show the outside world Mm -hmm. and some people might call that the facebook profile Mm -hmm. my family's amazing i'm amazing life is amazing and but other people uh show the outside world look at me i'm broken i'm damaged i'm unlovable and that's the illusion Mm -hmm. and then we have something worse uh which is the delusion this is who we think we are yeah and then there's the authentic self that's right and if you can find the authentic self then there's no reason for the delusion that's right. And if you're brave enough, that's what you show the outside world. Yes. And if all three are the same, then people get drawn to you because, like, I feel safe around you. That's right. I'm not sure why. That's right. And I'm pretty sure you, you talk about this and you're well known in the, in, in the, uh, in the industry. Uh, what you do is that will liberate a lot of energy. Absolutely. To, to do the best, to be authentic. I mean, when you be, you're authentic, you are resting, you are in the best state of best mind. self yeah best self yeah. because uh, one of the things that uh, you had mentioned before we started recording this was our childhood is so important yes to who we end up being and many of us are prisoners to the past yes and so let's delve into that sure javier tell me about your childhood no don't do that <laughs> don't scare listeners away but, but talk to me about how childhood impacts our lives and our relationships when we become adults Yes, so I, I, and I talk about it in the book as well. My childhood uh, is not a, I don't wish my childhood on, on anyone, but it's, it's something that I try to forget. Yeah, and the reality is there's other people out there going, I wish I had your childhood because theirs was so much worse. Yes. When did you catch yourself saying the things you promised you'd never say because you grew up, I'll never say that when I'm a dad or a husband. Yeah. Uh, did you have one of those moments where you caught yourself? Yeah, so, so I had a moment where I realized that I was playing the same old movie mm-hmm. of what I call the I wish. Yes. Or if that happened. If yeah. you do this, I'll be a better husband. Yeah, or if, if this didn't happen, I'll be in a different situation yes. now. And then instead of looking forward to a solution, you are becoming a victim and looking back and say, well, no wonder I'm so broken yes. because of what happened. And, and that came to me because I, my parents passed away and everything was blame on them. Mm-hmm. I'm this way because of them. I'm here because of that. 
which is a great way to uh, get through life because then it wasn't my fault. That's right. Right. I'm just a victim here. That's right. You should be giving me what caused you to finally realize that, yes, they did what they did, but I chose to let that impact me. Uh, When did you unchoose? Like, give me an example of something you unchose. Said, okay, this doesn't serve me anymore, and I'm going to let go of X. It, I think I think everything. I think I got the wake up call when I I found out that Christina was gonna, you know, really file uh, for a divorce, and I I felt that okay, I need some help here, and I started definitely going to therapy. Right. I think I uh, have seen a couple therapists and and really start working on myself. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I that I really promote is uh, a form of either meditation, praying, or, or mantras, whatever is your thing, to really, really go deep and really quiet the monkey mind. Yes. And really, and really find out what, is, what are you telling yourself? What is that narrative that you're telling yourself? Umar, you're incredibly handsome. Yes. Oh, did I say that yes. out loud? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So I, I got this from the artist way. I forget the name of the author, Julia something. And there was this one technique that's been quite useful. Mm-hmm. It's every morning, sit down, get a pen and a pad of paper and write down whatever pops in your head. Yeah. This is a stupid exercise. My butt is itchy. Yeah. I must get the laundry today. Do that for 10 minutes every morning and it empties your mind allowing you to just step into the world because we have so many thoughts each day. The only problem is that the same thoughts we had yesterday and the day before. So mm-hmm. I found that to be quite a useful yes, technique just yes, to definitely. move on. Yeah, definitely. And, and you and you do a great work in your, in your workshops where you are limiting your mind, right? You, you are putting... You put in this inner critic in your head, and yeah. you listen to the inner critic, and oh. and especially the, your audience, right? People that want to succeed in sales, um, and it's and that can be applied to anything. Yeah, I had this group of CEOs. Uh, they've got this organization called Vistage, and it's uh, you know CEOs come together in this peer group, and I had this group of twenty two CEOs, and I said, okay, here's a three by five card for each one of you. What's the number one negative thing you say to yourself? Write it down on the card. And then I uh, redistributed the cars randomly so you didn't get your own. Mm-hmm. And this guy, John, gets up and he says something. It was something like, you know, I'm a failure and I'll never amount to anything. This woman comes up to me later on. She goes, uh, John doesn't know this, but that was my card. And when he said it, all I wanted to do was to go there and hug him. But mm-hmm. when I say it to myself, I can't hug myself. That's right. That's and right. so those thoughts... Uh, limit who we are and Mm -hmm. we all have them and Mm -hmm. one of the things that was shocking to these ceos was that holy shit i had no idea everyone's got this in their head i just thought it was me yeah and it's not that's right that's right so tell me about someone you've helped you and christina have helped where they were in the past and uh, what epiphany you helped them get and how did it change their relationship sure so we we uh Donald Trump? No, no, Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the third match. Nice I, I, I really want to help him out, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I keep tweeting him, but hopefully he will respond, respond to me. But uh, we uh, recently helped a couple that um, the one, the guy has uh, didn't have a good relationship with his father. And right. he was, everything he did, he blamed it on him. So kind of, for him to really work things out and and really identify that he's his own person, he's not he he didn't inherit her and his his uh, behavior and 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 right now they're the celebrated 
their wedding, they're invited, uh, the dad, they made peace. And then from the lady's side, it was more about boundaries and how you set up healthy boundaries to to the family that are always influencing, right? They always yeah. want to protect you. So that's that's how we felt that we did a contribute a thing. Uh, to them, nice. To them. And, and we also felt uh, some of the readers that come to us is that it's not... It's not healing to to really have a good marriage, but I think it's also a healing to have a better life with yourself. Ultimately, that's the only thing you can control is yourself. And the problem is there's an owner's manual for everything except for ourselves. So kind of getting these kinds of insights and going through the exercises and getting that, uh, you go down this scary journey and at the end of it, you discover something wonderful, which is yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a song by this group called The The, and the, uh, I'm not going to sing it because we want to retain listeners, not lose them. But it's like, uh, how could anybody know me if I don't know myself? Exactly. So, so you help people get that. Yeah. Because a lot of times people, my wife should know that I love her because I do this thing. Yeah. And it's like, uh, yes, and she has no idea that's how you show love. Yeah. And we should ask the other person, how do you feel loved? That's right. And also another key component, obviously, is the the, uh, the higher power, and and how we we put so much pressure on us to to control everything. But, yeah. Uh, you know the the Earth is. I think the Earth is navigating. Yeah. I don't I don't know how many miles. I think it's a thousand miles per hour. We're yeah, spinning at that. Spinning uh, at that. Yeah. So um, I don't think we control anything. I mean, we just control the reality that we create for ourselves, and I think relying on the higher power for for the good and whether you believe in it or not the question is is it useful yeah and if it's a mechanism that's useful use it use it and if you happen to be a believer and that helps even more then use that too even more so have you had conversations with people that have had really successful marriages for a long time and if you did were there any insights you got from those i i we People that have successful marriage, I think the thing that we talk about is how are letting go of the expectations of the other individual right. and, and how are embracing life. And that life can come. We, we, we were talking to a couple that they have dogs and their dogs are their kids. Kids, yeah. And, and, and it's giving them joy and how you kind of let go of, of really controlling and embracing and being grateful for what you have, right? So I think that's, that's the key, that's the factor. Uh, another factor that we have seen is, is becoming a pioneer with your loved one. And, and, and by that you mean? And by mean that is create an adventure for yourself. We see, uh, we talk about a lot of, we talk to empty nesters. And we see empty nesters selling their house, getting an RV, mm-hmm. crossing the country, going here, going there, volunteering, doing things that they always wanted to do, and they become pioneers in their marriage. It's, they don't feel like, okay, the kids are gone. Now what? Now what? Because there are some marriages where it's like now the marriage is over because yeah. the kids aren't here to keep it together, but uh, you can choose to yes. go discover something amazing. That's right. And, and we have seen that, and, and, and I'm like, wow, that's so cool because you're keeping your relationship as an adventure. Uh, of- so as you know, Javier, uh, my wife passed away last year, mm-hmm. and it was like 27 years of marriage, and the last month was kind of an interesting time. One of the things she said to me was, you know, when we first met, I was very reactive, and if people did something wrong, I like, took 
I went into attack mode and what you taught me was how to let that go. Mm. And what she had taught me was how to be truly loving. Yeah. Something I, I thought I knew, but I really didn't. Mm. And so just you don't have to be at death's door. Like you had uh, our marriage is going to break up. And it was like, a, hey, we got to fix this. And for me, it was like exiting the marriage through uh, her passing away. Yeah. So people listening, you can choose to wait till one of those devastating things happen. Or you could say, you know what? This weekend, why don't we That's go right. have a <laughs> cup of coffee and discuss? Exactly. So when my wife and I went through some uh, a trouble spot, we came up with this really brilliant idea, which wasn't ours, I'm sure, was that every Sunday morning, we would take an hour... And in that hour, we would talk about what went well this week in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And when you did this, it kind of made me angry. Yeah. And in a week, you can't screw things up that badly in a week. That's right. So it was all small stuff. And whereas in the past, we waited till it was like some scary stuff. Then I didn't want to talk because I don't want to communicate. And then she wants communication. And it just became this barrier that was hard to overcome. But when we came up with this uh, strategy, it was like it was a really joyous time every week to just discuss what's going well. You made me feel loved here. And if you can get to that place, then nothing major comes up. That's right. But if you wait till something horrible happens, then it's a tough, tough thing to get over. Yes. We we have encountered couples in our workshop that they haven't had a meaningful conversation for more than seven minutes. So Mm -hmm. when they come to our workshops, which is eight hours or 16 hours, if you include the two days, and they're like, you know, I talked to my husband for three hours, and I haven't talked to him. That much in the last 10 years. (laughs) 10 years. So I I think you do a a really good example of having a healthy communication with each other, and I think that's key as well, right? I think we get used to... Yeah, and, and just so you spices. know, if you're listening, is that it, this did not happen magically. It was to, no, no. We went through some tough and had to come to that uh, realization. That's right. That's right. And That's what right. would be the... So whenever I go to a wedding, my advice is always two things. Number one, it's not your job to love your spouse. It's your job to make your spouse feel loved, which is a different lens. That's right. That way you got to inquire, how do you feel loved and all that. And the second one is that do that weekly meeting. It'll change your life. Absolutely. Yeah. We say something very similar is that you bring love to the table. Yeah. And in order to bring love to the table, you cannot expect for your your fiancé or your wife to bring that love to fill you, right? You want to bring that love to the table and share it and have a feast. So, Javier, this book is how many pages? Uh, it's 200 plus pages. So There's lots of information there. How can people get a hold of the book? Where can they find it? So they can find the book on Amazon. Uh, hey, that could catch on. The Amazon that can catch thing. on. Yeah. Amazon thing can catch on. Also, also if you are, um, I don't want to use the word hesitant, but if you're like, okay, well, I'm, I want to check out the first chapter, you can go to boundlesslove.us and you can download the first chapter. Uh, the first chapter for free. Nice. And you can check it out. There's also a workbook uh, that goes along with the book and people, couples can check it out and see what they like it or not and see if it's a good fit or not, right? Brilliant. So we're going to put your contact information and social media links and all of that in the show notes. Javier, thanks so much for sitting down with me. Thank you. It was a pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. 
And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 